Blog Talk Radio. Radio show. I'm your host, Mr. G.R. Hart, and I thank you all for tuning in. Uh, we have a wonderful show scheduled for you uh, this evening, and a show that I wanted to bring to you um, tonight uh, dealing, uh, dealing with women. And when I say dealing with women, I mean black women. Uh, in general. So I, I, I titled this show, The Key to Any Movement Starts with the Black Woman. Black women take back your power. As we look on the recent a release, a movie release of the Harriet Tubman. And, um, of course, uh, we all know the story, uh, the basic story of Harriet Tubman and and how she was a slave. And, and then there has been this movie that came out um, uh, uh, past Friday and uh, to tell the story of Harriet Tubman. I think the movie grossed over $15 million dollars in his first weekend. And there, there, there's been some controversy about the movie. A lot, a lot of people are saying, don't go see the movie. Uh, some people say it, it was a great movie. <clears throat> but there, there's been a lot of people over social media debating on the movie and why it was or was not a good uh, depiction of our, our dear sister, Mother Queen uh, Harriet Tubman's life and legacy. But we're not going to talk about the movie itself. We're going, to, we're going to focus more so on the movement of not just Harriet Tubman, but of many, many great black women who God placed on this earth first and foremost. God created the earth. She created the black woman first and foremost. And no matter what you may read in your Bible of an allegory story about the Adam and Eve and the real, it was Akisha <laughs> who God saw fit to be the stewards of his planet. One of the first 
species of human being was found in Africa uh, nearly two to four million years ago. And they dubbed this this species, and it was a woman. And they named it Lucy. You can Google that and you can find out more about that. But my point is, when God created the earth, God knew for sure that it had to be a woman uh, who would till this land and preserve this land and not man. That's a whole other, that's a whole other subject uh, in itself. But, but nevertheless, we're going to talk about some great women that have made great marks on the planet, the past and the present. Shirley Chisholm, Fannie Lou Hamer, Ida B. Ida B. Wells, Coretta Scott King, Harriet Tubman, as we started off the show with, Afimi Shakur, a Tupac Shakur, a wonderful mother. And there's a lot more, a lot, lot more. Um, Betty Shabazz, Oprah. There's so many more that I could mention, but I don't have time to uh, name all of them. But just know we had we had magnificent great women who have left their legacy on this planet and who have left a mark for our children's children to be to be proud of. So we're going to talk about these women tonight, and we're going to celebrate these women' life and legacy. But but also what we're going to do, we're going to move forward in talking about the women of today who are leading uh, this movement because they're not, that they're far and few. And shout out to all the uh, black women in all major cities from here across the, the uh, diaspora that are fighting the good fight and are not getting any, any recognition of their struggle and their plight to keep their uh, communities safe and free of harm and, and police brutality, and murder, and, and rape, and robbery. So we, we salute all black women who are on the front line, if you will, of fighting the good fight, and yet they never get the Black Girls Rock Award. I salute you tonight with my deepest gratitude for all of you. Shelley Chisholm was a Greek woman who she held several seats back in the in the sixties and seventies until she ran. I, I believe it was nineteen seventy two for the uh, she bid it for the uh, presidential uh, candidate for president of the of the United States. This woman all through Congress, she she moved up the, the ladder. And fought like hell for her people. And she was probably one of the last true 
politician that didn't give a damn about their palms being greased like these John Lewis's and 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 and, uh, and Bobby what is it Bobby Herman whatever the, the, the ex Black Panther name was I forgot the cat's name but all these so called uh, civil rights and pro black brothers who took the bait and got a seat with the white man and just sat there. <laughs> Al Sharpton included. And did absolutely nothing. What a mighty shame that is. Athena Shakur, Tupac's mother. Wonderful mother. This woman here in her twenties while she was pregnant with Tupac, I think she's around twenty four years old, twenty five years old. Her and, and, and several other a dozen or so of the four, of Black Panthers were indicted for murder. And this woman single-handedly, mind you, she didn't hire an attorney. She was her own attorney. And she was going against the, the New York Supreme Court, a judicial system, that is. And she won, fighting for her freedom and fighting for justice. And then she gave us that, that baby boy Tupac. And what a mighty shame that is he never he was he was never able to live out his legacy and his potential of God what God had placed in front of him. And then you have Ida B. Wells. Ida B. Wells owned a newspaper shown several other businesses. But what, but what triggered Ida B. Wells was the lynching that was going on, and Ida B. Wells began to count these lynchings and, 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 and broadcast these lynchings in papers and, and, and get the notoriety. I guess she, she was a, the first social media, uh, so to speak, Sister Ida B. Wells. And, and they ran out of town. They told her she, she had a, a, a bounty on her head, fighting for injustice and, uh, uh, and writing in papers of how people were being lynched for looking at somebody wrong, for walking on a sidewalk, and, and you, you see a, a white person in front of you, you don't jump off the sidewalk fast enough, it is lynch ass. And this woman bought she bought these lynching lynching to the forefront and put white folks on Front Street. They love killing. But they don't like being seen as the villain. And and even even in today's society you have Coco Golf, Naomi Osaka. These are tennis players I'm, I'm naming. Uh, Venus and Serena Williams, along with Gabby Douglas and, 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 and the wonderful Simone Biles. These, these are black women and athletes who are, who are really setting milestones in, in what they're doing and, 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 and unprecedented records that, that they're setting. That probably nobody will, will be able to, to reach. And they're still going. 
We even had Black Lives Matter. I think that thing popped off with Michael Brown down in Ferguson. There were three sisters who created Black Lives Matter, Opal Tometi, Alicia Garza, and Patrice Coolers. If I'm saying the name right. Three women who created Black Lives Matter and who went around nationwide putting police officers on, on front street, shut down cities, organizing the unification. You even got a sister down in Tampa, Florida, 22-year-old young sister named Aretha Akili Cannon. She's running for District 7 City Council down in Tampa, Florida. The sister campaign is just powerful because she's trying to stop gentrification. They buying out. If you, if you own, own your home for more than uh, 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 20 years or so, they're trying to buy you out and kick you out. They're trying to gentrify the whole black neighborhood. They had three uh, sections out here of black neighborhoods. Now, now they only got one. The one they got left, they're trying to get rid of that. And this sister is also fighting for reparations. She's, and she's actually in a runoff for that, that District 7 CB. And we pray tonight that this sister, and, and Tuesday, November 5th, will be the election. And we, and we pray that she comes out victorious in that seat again. In today's society, 2019, there are far and few sisters out here on the battlefield that are really raising hell. Then we have, again, Harriet Tubman. Who set out to be free. Who hated being a slave. And decided to free, not just free herself. But one thing about herself, but about her people. And she took several trips back and forth back into slavery and back out of slavery. And the beautiful thing about it is they use codes and sounds and beats to make people aware when she was coming. Black people can't hold they, they can't they can't keep quiet on nothing. They tell every damn thing. So amazing. All of these black women have done great, great things. And these black women, again, are the nucleus of the universe and the power of God. That's where it comes from. The first teacher of a child is who? The mother. You can holler all that man stuff, that that vibrato all you want, but the the first teacher of a child is the mother. (laughs) Is the mother. So we're going to give Great, great homage to sisters tonight. I'm going to take this quick commercial break. I'm going to come back. I'm going to play this insert for my, for my dear brother, Byron Allen. He's talking about Coretta Scott King and um, how behind every successful man is a great woman. And you're going to hear a little something, something about Coretta Scott King and, 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 and all that she did. While she was on this planet. Be back in just a moment. KKG Supply, serving the North Metro Atlanta, Georgia area, features professional hair care, skin care, and beauty supply products for all occasions. Located on the corner of Alpharetta Highway and Holcomb Bridge Road, 
PDNK provides hair care services for braiding, sewing, corn roll, and much, much more. Call today and make an appointment or stop by and see us. One people, one community. Hair, hair, and more hair. PDNK Beauty Supply, designed with you in mind. Family owned and operated, God driven. Thank you. Of America. Because she's the one who was with him through the civil rights movement. She's the one who raised their four children. She's the one who raised over $50 million to build the Martin Luther King Center for Nonviolent Change. And she is the one who made Martin Luther King's birthday a national holiday, the only American to have his birthday as a national holiday. And she sued the government she should yeah so i'm making a movie i'm making a movie about that i'm making a movie about that one yes and one i'm making a movie about that which is going to change everybody's perspective and i learned so much from her and uh she taught me so much i'll never forget she said to me byron as black people we have four major challenges number one end slavery number two m in jim crow now, Jim Crow, in my opinion, was more damaging than slavery because as slaves, we were, we were property. We, we were an asset. And when we became free, we became a liability. Mm. And that's when they introduced Jim Crow. I need to murder you. I Ooh. need to lynch you. Ooh. I need to incarcerate you because you are competing with me. End Jim Crow. And then she said, achieve, number three, achieve civil rights. And then she choked up. And the next thing she said pretty much changed the way I looked at the world. She said, the real reason they killed my Martin, achieved economic inclusion. That's right. The poor people's Martin. That's it. Poor people's movement. That's it. She said, they didn't kill my Martin over I have a dream. Mm-hmm. They killed my Martin over the speech, the other America. Right. That's the speech. That's the speech everybody needs to know. Innately. There are two Americas. One America has opportunity and access to capital and education. And what does it matter if I can sit at the same lunch counter as my white counterpart and I cannot afford the same hamburger? That's right. There are two Americas, and two Americas will not survive. That's that was uh, from an insert from the Breakfast Club with Byron Allen. He was talking about the economic inclusion and some other things that he's, he's got going on. But in that particular uh, answer, he was talking about uh, the late Coretta Scott King and how she got the, um, the Martin Luther King holiday uh, passed through and, and, and many other things. And she supported a lot of the HBCUs that she never got credit for. She donated to a lot of uh, HBCUs, particularly Spelman, uh, Morris Brown, all the ones that are, that are in Atlanta in particular. But she spent many, many um, decades uh, doing speeches at HBCUs and worldwide and internationally as well. Fannie Lou Hamer was a Mississippian, and, and, and this wonderful woman, um, at her time, believe it or not, she was bigger than Dr. King. In, 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 in 1962, in, in, in 64, 65, I mean, um, even Lyndon B. Johnson, who became president after John F. King was, was assassinated, he feared 
Fannie Lou Hamer more so than Dr. King. Because this woman this woman was, was, was hell on wheels. It would not be denied. It did not back down, sway down. You couldn't buy her out or anything. This woman was, was offered mega money, a seat in the White House, just like John Lewis and, and the rest of them clowns. What she wanted was freedom, liberty, and an equal, an equal, a, a, a share of this America, this so-called America. As Byron Allen said, there's two Americas: the white one, the white one, and the black one. And this is the fault like hell, man, uh, for poor people in Mississippi and throughout the South in general. And she made a wave of noise, man. And I mean, she knocked down some doors. And I'm going to play this, this insert from her talking about the struggle. This is 1968. Um, not sure if, if, if it's before or after Dr. King's assassination, but, but this is Fannie Lou Hamer. Uh, in an interview back in 
talking about the American flag and how it was drenched in blood. And again, we're talking about black women and their role in leadership and, and, and movement. I want to fast forward now and talk about today's black women. But today's black women, whom we dear love, we must be mindful. We must be mindful not to fall into that trap of money and, and wealth and, and, and power and, and, and boss up and all these wonderful things that we, we call ourselves and take our prize because we're not going to move a damn thing individually. You, you, you know, you stunting over here, she's stunting over there, and, and so we're not going to move a damn thing. This thing is, is going to take everybody, all hands on deck. But it's going to take your your initial movement and your leadership. Shout out to uh, my sister Michi X, too, man, for really being out there doing her Black Summit. Uh, I think she's going to be in, uh, I think, Houston um, this weekend, this upcoming weekend. I think that's the last one she's done. She's done about eight or nine of those things, and they're doing them the right way. They ain't sitting on, they're not sitting on the Internet telling you what they're going to do. you got to come to the event to find out what the hell they're going to do and get the solutions and, and then begin to implement what it is that you're going to do. That's what you're doing. We don't got so lazy. We, we want you to just, just tell us what you're going to do. So the whole damn world can find out what the hell you're doing. Ridiculous. Makes no damn sense. Anyway, shout out to Michi X, man, for the Black Agenda Tour. And, and, and uh, Michael M.O. Tip as well. And you can go to African History Network, man. Michael M.O. Tip has a lot on these women. Coretta Scott, Afina Shakur, Ida B. Wells, Fangu Hamer. You can just go to the African History Network and check out that that fan page or, or, or that, that information page, man, and learn about these people, man. Teach your children about the, about these black women. Teach them, please. I'm going to play this video from this sister that I saw recently, and she was talking about black women and, 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 out and, and uh, how black women are being duped to a certain degree in, in the rearing of our children. To play this sister real quick and um, let you hear for yourself. You know, there's a lot of women with this one. Right? Black women are partially responsible for the rapid growth of homosexuality in black men. And I'm going to tell you why. One thing that society has figured out is that if you want something to become trendy, anything to become trendy, you have to get the black woman on. Because what she'll do is she'll campaign and get free advertising and market that shit like no other. So as black people, you already know our buying power. So what America did was if we can get more black women to buy into homosexuality to find it socially acceptable, then the battle was really already won. You know, this same situation isn't anything new. A lot of men out here these days who think and act just like him. Well, even matter of fact, he thinks just like him, period. But the thing is, is that you see how women eat that type of shit up. Women motivated that shit. You think for one minute he was on a panel with black men 
equal pay not being shot like Corinne Gaines Sandra Bland you know sister got, got murdered in a jail you, you, you got sisters that are missing the, the one sister who got shot the one sister who got shot recently outside of Dallas in our, in our own home by the police at, at 2 o'clock in the morning we have so many issues to deal with, and yet <laughs> we're talking about homosexuality and, and, and gays and, and, and fighting for our sons to, to, to be gay or to be a transgender. And this is not, not, not a knock or bash on anyone's sexuality. There's a time and place for everything. We understand that. There's nothing but love and respect for all mankind. But we are in war. And the ideal is to get black women to tone down the masculinity of black men. It's what the sister's trying to tell you. Because they know if you're going to do that, it has to go, it has, it, it must go through the black woman. Can't go through anywhere else. See, back when I started with Fanu Hamer, Shirley Chisholm, Ida B. Wells, and all, all the Crow Scott and Athena and all these, these women built up their men. You turn around now, you got you got Oprah, Beyonce, Cardi B, on and on and on. I, I don't know because I, I don't follow none of them. Nicki Minaj and all of them, you know, and all all they men, they want them, they want them nice and feminine. Gabrielle Union, I love her. Look at her husband, D-Wade. Come on now. Grown-ass man. With grown-ass kids. You see the difference? They need these men toned down. Because when this thing pop off this revolution, they dare not challenge a strong black man. They ain't going to win. They can't win. 
if we if we're unified, black woman and black man, black family, it's gonna be a problem for us. This this is warfare. What I'm trying to say to you, and and the sister's trying to explain it to you as well. Not a game. You sitting there just jumping in like, well, you know, everybody doing it. You know, if things change, it's a new day now. What the hell is that? They've been they've been. You you heard Fan Lou Hamer tell you in '68 what he was doing. They're not hanging, hanging you know, more they starving your ass. Taking your jobs. Dilapidating your community. Uneducating your children. This is the new Jim Crow. <laughs> Stop and freeze. And you, you too busy out there bossing up. Hot girl summer. All this foolishness. This man is dying off, and he's trying everything in his power to save his ass. Meanwhile, you more you you more focus on your ass being seen. When God gave you the power, the authority. There's a, there's a wonderful book by Dr. Ivan Vincenzo called "Black Women in Antiquity." Ivan, Dr. Ivan Vincenzo wrote a book called "Black Women in Antiquity." This book has over a dozen black women in history. Who, were, who, who, who ran Africa, who were, who were queens, who fought Persia and won, who fought the Vikings and won, who built beautiful statues and, 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 and dynasties in their time and reign, Queen T, who reigned for over 50 years, had, had one of the most beautiful dynasties around. Black women, you'll find you get this book for, for, for your for your children. You'll learn that you invented makeup. You was already wearing a wig, but you were wearing your own damn wig and, and, and hair. <laughs> you wouldn't you wouldn't you wouldn't buy no Indian hair, or Brazilian hair. You, you was buying you was wearing your own damn hair. You've always had a a stylish way about yourself. Powerful book. Wanted to bring something else to you. The speech that Viola Davis made back in uh, early of 2018, and she was talking about being compared to Meryl Streep. And again, as black women, you are always struggling and fighting, and you ain't got nobody on your side. But yet, yet, in the time white women, uh, uh, they want something, they come get your ass. And you fight with them. And, and once they get it, they say, okay, thank you. You can go now. You on the island on your own. But Dr. John Henry Clark told you, you ain't got no friends. <laughs> he said, you have no friends. So this struggle will have to be one between, with, with, with you and the black man. It's not a game. It, 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 what's so saddening and frightening is it's so simple. That we so busy making it complicated, thinking, well, it's no, it's it's the LGBTQP. We 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 making it so complicated when God said, baby, make it plain. You got a vision, make it plain. We have never made this a place for God to dwell with us. Never. 
We've tried everything in our powers that we thought. We think money, money's going to do it. Notoriety's going to do it. Fame's going to do it. But never unity. Never love. Never family. Let me talk to this thing that Viola Davis was talking about when they were trying to compare her to Mill Street. What a Caucasian woman gets the inequality of pay. Because a lot of the women who step forward, and I stand in solidarity with them, okay, what they're getting paid, which is half of what a man is getting paid, well, we get probably a tenth of what a Caucasian woman gets. And I'm number one on the call sheet. And then I have to go in, and I have to hustle for my work. That's what I feel like I'm doing. When I demand what I feel, listen, I have a more than a 30-year professional career. I have... I had a friend who said, yeah, but Viola, your career is better than my career. I said, yeah, but you can't compare me to you. Because once again, I got the Oscar, I got the Emmy, I got the two Tonys. I've done Broadway, I've done off-Broadway, I've done TV, I've done film, I've done all of it. I have a career that's probably comparable to Meryl Streep, Julianne Moore, let's to Gorney Weaver. They all came out of Yale. They came out of Juilliard. They came out of NYU. They had the same path as me, and yet I am nowhere not as far as money, not as, as far as job opportunity, nowhere close to it. And yet, I have to constantly get on that phone, and I have fabulous agents, by the way. They, they are getting it. But I have to get on that phone, and people say, you're a black girl, sweet. <laughs> ah, you are, and we love you. We love you. There is no one like you. Okay, then if there's no one like me, you think I'm that, you pay me what I'm worth. You give me what I'm worth, and not, and and even in terms of roles, because when I delve into a role, I want something complicated too. I do, just like building the most unbelievable structure. A sculptor, a, a sculptor wants to build the most unbelievable building. That's how I feel. That's what I, I do as a human being, as an artist. I want to build the most complicated human being. But what I get is the third girl from the West. So amazing, man. Again, Viola Davis, when she was at, on this panel, um, it was called um, "Black uh, Women in, Women uh, in the World. <clears throat> but she was talking from a black woman's point of view. It was called Women in the World. And after, actually, the, the audience was, was primarily white. I think it was about 90% of a, a white audience out there. And, and so it was pretty powerful that she was um making that making that gesture of, of, of being with all her accolades and still uh getting less than nothing and that's what i'm and that's what I'm trying to uh, get these young uh, black women to understand is you still I, I, you you look at beyonce all you want and yeah she she's making some money, but she quiet as a cucumber. All these women I just mentioned, and 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 and, and, and uh, Ruby D, you know, uh, 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 um, what's it, Diane Carroll, so many, so many more, who 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 financed movements in the '60s and '70s, and stood for something. Gladys, Gladys Knight did also, the Black Panthers, many, many more. Entertainers, I'm, I'm talking. Stood for something. This woman sit here 
and make the most creative videos about her being all ghetto and she out. With, have you ever seen Beyonce out uh, out with, with, with those little hood, hood, hood little girls that be in her video? Hell no. You see her with Jay Z and sitting there like she's some some iconic statue or something. Ridiculous. You ever heard her say anything about a cause? Not one damn word. Ridiculous. About anything. All that shit going on in Texas. Not a one word. Not a peep. Out of Beyonce knows. Carter. But y'all worship her. Oprah ass. Not a, not a one word. Not a one word. And, 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 and Oprah got some of the Jewish men in her pocket. It's ridiculous. You really think she's a billionaire? You got it out of your mind. So amazing. I just want to come on here, man, and really dedicate this show, man, to, to black women and, and, and to begin to take your power back. Step in your place, step in your in your destiny, man. God has been waiting on you to turn this thing around. That's why you see all these interracial uh, uh, shows now and commercials now because they, they know. It is the age of Aquarius. Black women are about to take this thing and turn this thing around. So the white man said, "We got to jump on. We, we got to get. We got to get a, get a hold of them before before she decides to get the black man." This is warfare, not a game. Ain't shit about no love. This is warfare. And whether you you you're gonna be a prey, or you gonna be a predator. But what you better do is you better rise and do it soon. Listen, my time is up, man. I want to thank you all for tuning in. And, and I know I was a little bit all over the place about that, but I wanted to bring this show to you, man. I want to, I want to end with this sister, wonderful sister, who, who did a, a, a rendition of Tupac's Hail Mary, and she did a rhyme behind that. Her name was Jayla, Jayla Mara, but Jayla Mirage. She's on Instagram, Jayla Mirage. Wonderful um, little, little uh, lyrics she written on the beat of um, Hail Mary by Tupac. As we're always saying, and parting to know yourselves, it's to love yourselves, and to love yourself comes by spending time with God. We love you. Thank you. Peace, and we'll see you soon, man.
Don't be hit because you like the way you offer. I can take all of my people, move away to another continent. But 